Going to the Maestro's is going to be dangerous. We should take some time to prep. No telling how long it will take for them to fix this, so we need to be ready. Uh, yeah, we, we 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 haven't really slept all day. We should find uh, a place to stay or something. Yeah, I need to find a Halo dealer too, or it's going to get bad. Maybe we should just stay in this abandoned building. There's sure to be some in there. Uh, yeah, that, that that sounds like a plan. There's a huge dumpster right here. I'm getting kind of hungry. Anyone here feel like we're just being railroaded? It's like we visited every house except for Obscura. It would be just like them to make it seem like everyone else is pulling the strings. Oh, damn! I found a sandwich in here. It's only got, like, one bite out of it, and it... Oh, it still smells good. All right, um, hold on. You guys continue. I'm gonna go talk to this guy over here in the corner, see if they... So, like, uh, one time I found this entire ham in a dumpster. It was behind, like, a cabaretti party. They throw away some of the best food. And most of the time... An entire ham? It was a whole ham. I don't know what was wrong with it, but it tasted good. I, like, ate on that for a couple days. Did it feel good? It felt like a ham. You, like, touched it. I had the ham juice on it. The ham juice. Yeah, like, you know. Good old ham juice. Yeah, ham juice. Anyways, uh, you got anything I can wash this sandwich off with a little bit? Like a tray? See one of those around here? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, guy, guys, we, we have a problem. That guy in the corner is not... I've been watching you. You're headed for dangerous territory. Another episode of Magic Proving Grounds, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that proves you have to invest man in yourself in order to specialize. How's everybody doing today? Doing pretty good. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, sweaters and all. I'm, of course, your host, Moderator Dave. It would definitely not be a beautiful day in the neighborhood if you were wearing a sweater. Not right now. I'm Ben. The pioneer guru on this podcast. That so I'm going to talk about pioneer, and you guys are going to poop it, poo 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 it down, and that's okay. But pioneer's good. You should play more of it. Uh, who else do we have with us? Same as always. It's it's Dave. It's the other Dave. The better Dave. Here to, to poo poo on pioneer because it sucks. <laughs> so what have y'all been doing this week? Uh, playing more pioneer. I got to play some Pioneer in person with uh, Moderator Dave. That was pretty yes, fun. Yes, I was there. It was pretty fun. Couldn't get you to play Commander, though. I was a little, uh, a little perturbed about that. No. There was two people with Pioneer decks? That's we impressive. all showed up to the same location in the middle of nowhere in our covered wagons and uh, played some Pioneer. But also, they were all yeah, so Ben's Pioneer decks. I don't have one. <laughs> Yeah, so it's playing this. Yeah, that's the only way Ben's going to get someone else to play Pioneer with them is to provide them with a Pioneer deck. Yes, that's the trick. Then they get addicted to it, and then they can't stop. How's that working out for you? Um, Dave, are you, know, you addicted to I Pioneer now? I really like the green... Uh, what's the name of that one? The green one? Mono Green Ramp. Or Green Mono Devotion. Green Ramp with yeah. Green Devotion. That was actually really fun to play. I don't know if I like the... Uh, mono red deck in that one because it kind of forces me to play 
differently than I would typically want to. Yeah. Uh, but the mono green uh, devotion deck was pretty freaking cool. Uh oh, it sounds like you are addicted. You got your first taste. And- so, the thing about the mono red deck and Pioneer is that its power level is lower than what you might be used to in, say, modern or. I mean, the the glaring omission of Lightning Bolt is readily felt because most of your spells only do two damage. So it's kind of trying to make other tricks in order to increase your damage. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a different play pattern. Before you know it, you'll be sitting in a card shop with two other people, praying enough people show up to play Pioneer, and then going home What are you talking about going home with second place? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, man, I saw on Twitter it was the Commander Fest or a uh, tournament they had in Germany, I think, where the competitive commander player guy won the second year in a row. I'd have to look this up to get the specifics. But he won, uh, defended his title from absolutely no one once again and became the champion of the tournament (laughs) by showing up, paying, and then winning. That's how you do it. Because he's the only one that played. Hey, man, easy wins. Anyways, other Dave, you didn't say what you were doing. I, I mean, I played some standard. That was... That was it? Yeah. I pl- that was it. I, I got my 15 wins in an arena, and that was about as much free time as I had this week. That's fair. Um, aside from playing Pioneer, I played a couple of drafts, and that's about all I had time for digitally as well. So uh, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, move on to the news. Uh, we'll go ahead and mention this uh, top story that just broke this morning. Due to, I assume, more supply chain issues, Wizards has pushed back the release date of the Warhammer Commander decks. Uh, they were originally supposed to be released on August 12th, and they've pushed them back to October 7th. I'm sure there are some people that were looking forward to this that will have to wait almost two months. Is that the number we came up with when we crunched the numbers? Yeah, it's like just a week shy of two months. Yeah, so a couple more months uh, to get your Warhammer tie-in commanders. With that, they also pushed back the secret layers. The secret layers were originally supposed to be available for pre-order on the 12th, and they do not have a date for when those will become available. Interesting. So do you think that they're not going to be announcing the pre-orders on the 7th then? Just the fact that they did not come out and say it leads me to believe it's going to be further back than that. Uh, yeah, I believe that as well. Yeah, because originally it was, okay, these release on this date and you can pre-order your secret layers, and now it's secret layer date will come at a later time. Leads me to believe it's going to get pushed even further back. Nice. Wow. You're back here praying for stuff to get pushed back? What, do you need more time on your mastery pass or something? Who, me? I don't. You just said nice when I said it was getting pushed back. Oh, I just nice of you to provide the valuable information to the people who care. Oh, I see. No, I don't. I don't need more time. Mastery pass. Also, not entirely <laughs> sure how that re- relates to this paper-only product. Oh yeah, it doesn't relate at all. You just you just trying to troll me. I get it. Um, yeah. Okay, so the next big piece of uh, news that was released uh, here recently was that rotation is coming. Oh, that that seems to happen every year. How's this news? Shocking, I know, right? (laughs) Well, 
this uh, this article that was released pertains mostly to Arena and how they handle rotation on Arena because they're a lot nicer to the people who play re- Arena than the people who play Paper as uh, they do a bunch of stuff extra to make rotation less scary. I'm scared. I'm in trouble. I'm quaking in my boots, really. Okay, so starting July 7th, they're going to release the Alchemy Baldur's Gate set. And that'll be the last set to release before rotation. That's when they'll switch out the old starter decks and replace them with the decks that will be legal in standard and alchemy after the rotation. If you're a current player, they will be gifting you all the cards you don't currently own to complete these decks so that you can play them. And then obviously, if you're a new player that joins, you will unlock these decks as part of the caller challenge mode. You know, this happens every year. Yeah. But they just want to they put this stuff out every year, let the new people know that this is how it goes in. Also in July, they'll be switching up the jump-in digital jumpstart-esque mode that they have to switch it up to adjust it to new standards so you won't get any old standard. Seems kind of premature. That's like two months before the rotation. Yeah, but I, I two months before the rotation, they just stop giving you the older cards. It's not like yeah. you stop getting rewards. Yeah, this making make sure that the stuff is going to be relevant. Yeah. Leading up to rotation are still going to be relevant. Yep. So, I mean, that's cool. And then um, in August, they're going to do the egg thing again, which it'll appear. Explain the egg as to me. From nowhere. It's a it's a little egg that that shows up in the UI, and it's a countdown timer to rotate. And it has like a cheese grater on it, and you use it to get rid of calluses. Oh yes, those are handy. Grandma's bunions. Are, are you guys done? <laughs> When the so, countdown hits so zero, you break the egg. Are, are you being the serious one this podcast? Is that where we're at? I'm always the serious one, aren't I? thought I was the one that kept everybody in line, kept things moving. Unless I want to go off on a tangent myself, but you now I have that power as the moderator. Dang. So the uh, renewal egg, as they call it, functions as a countdown timer to rotation. And then once it hits zero, you get some free stuff. And we'll cover that here in a minute. Because in September, Dominaria United is released. And this is what will trigger rotation. Because this is going to be the first set released in new standard. And at that point, all the old sets will leave. And then Dave has to build a new aggro deck. Oh, no. See, I only use, uh, I only play non-rotating format. So I don't have to build anything now. See? Big brained. So anyways, um, any set older than Midnight Hunt. Uh, will only be playable in the non-rotating formats, like a store. Also, in September, when rotation happens, the egg will pop, and they will be giving you individual card rewards. You'll get rares, including one from each of the five non-rotating sets, and another four rares, plus one mythic from Dominaria United. Additionally, you'll also get more Dominaria card and pack and jump-in tokens, added to your mastery track so as you earn xp you'll get more rewards that you can only get from cracking the egg so yay free stuff if you log on and play so free random rares and mythics yeah individual card rewards so they're random i would have liked wild cards that would have been nice for them (laughs) yeah it would have been very nice people would have really enjoyed that yeah well they don't really care what's nice the sets that are leaving standard are Zendikar Rising, 
Kaldheim, Strixhaven, School of Mages, Dungeons and Dragons, Adventures in the Forgotten Realm. Those are leaving. We'll no longer be in standard. Say goodbye to your inky things, your Norse mythology, your Zendikarians, and uh, your Forgotten Realms. The should, sets that we'll, you should say your Forgotten Realm party. Say goodbye to your Forgotten Realm. Your D and D party. party. Yeah. The sets that will comprise new standard uh, will be Innistrad Midnight Hunt, Innistrad Crimson Vow, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, Streets of New Capenna, and Dominaria United. And then if you do the alchemy nonsense, also Alchemy Horizons Baldur's Gate will be alchemy only. That's what the future will hold over the course and, of the next... And that re- rotates months. out with the release of Dominaria United in September. What decks do you think survive rotation? Hmm. I don't know, because I would have to standard of any kind of idea of what would be Pretty affecting. Fang. I'm going to assume any ones that rely heavily on the uh, double-sided card from Keltheim. Those are right? Yeah. Like, I think the white aggro uh, deck is done. I think too much of it yeah, comes from that. depending on what's in Dominaria uh, United. Yeah, because, I mean, losing the Aspirant yeah. is pretty big. Yeah. Just to clarify, I meant double-sided land cards, not... Mono Green can probably survive. What do they lose? Old Growth Troll? That's a big, though. That's a big hit for that deck. Right, but they still have Eskis Chariot with... I guess they're losing Ranger Class, No, they too. would lose... Um, Essex Chariot, that was a Caldheim card. Oh, it was, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Mono Green. Yeah, Topiary Stomper's new, so that's good. That's At least Mono Green in the form it's in is toast. Yeah, there'll be adjustments. Obviously, Naya Enchantments is gone because most of those are the runes, the Naya runes that came from Caldheim, most of those cards. So that's that deck is like gone. There'll be a Mono Green Stompy deck that kind of comes up. It'll just look entirely different, but something like the Naya runes will be gone. Entirely. Well, please tell me, does mono green and does mono red aggro survive? I mean, there there will be a mono red aggro. Yeah, just, I don't know if it'll be good or not. I say it hasn't survived very well in standard at yeah. the moment. So, no, it's probably not getting any better. <laughs> I mean, there was a moment in standard where it was the thing. Those happen every once in a once in a blue moon, and then that's when I play standard. Yeah, I'm guessing Jund probably survives. Or finds a way to survive just because of Nixilis. Yeah, without Chariot, it it probably could still take some sort of form. Yeah, uh, Mono White might survive just because of Wandering Emperor. Yeah, and Angels. Right. As long as they print a few more new Angels in Dominaria United, because some a lot of the Angels came from Zendikar or um, or they could just uh, Caldheim. Control always seems to do well on rotation, and they'll be in a good place with Wandering Emperor still around as well. True. Yeah. Well, um, I think maybe it's time to move on to our super mega double super spoiler show where we're going to talk about... We're going over double the the spoilers because of double masters. Woohoo. And also the Alchemy Baldur's Gate set because Wizards decided to release them on top of each other. That's why I said we're going over double spoilers. Double, double. I thought you were making a double masters joke. Well, I was I was making a double master joke, but I was oh. also referencing what we were about to do. Oh, see that went right over my head. 
I apologize. Killed it for everybody. Really ruined the mirror. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, I'm proud so, of you. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that I've made somebody proud. Waited my entire life for this moment. <laughs> okay. So being that Double Masters is a reprint and a reprint set, and we've already talked about literally the only card that wasn't a reprint last episode. You guys are wondering what it's about. You can go check that out. Uh, let's just uh, speed run this and give your favorite reprints and then maybe a brief explainer as to why you're stoked, you know, aside the aside from, you know, thing get cheaper. Oh, that, t- that takes care of all of my picks. I'm just excited for these okay. picks because they'll well, get cheaper. Then you can go, yeah, well, make that clear up. And then if you know you have anything else to add, I don't know that there's anything really else to add because that's the point of the double masters. Is this is just reprinting to make them cheaper? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and and for yes. the draft format, but and to give you sweet new art. That's true. <laughs> On what I haven't seen any uh, new art on any of the cards. Like, art's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, it's not true. Uh, I guess that's not true. I say that smothering I, tithe art is awesome with that gnarled hand. Yes, from each color of mana. Really like the new Muldratha art and the new Vidankan Ori art. Got a real art head over here, another Dave. It's true. That's also why I'm into comic books. Hey, man. You like what you like. I like comic books, too. Anyways, so uh, are those the sum total of your reprint picks, other Dave? Oh, yeah. No, those uh, new arts. I really like those. Other than that, I can care less. Let's go over yours next, uh, Ben. Um, as I've stated previously, Ren and Six is exciting because it was uh, the higher, above $100 for the card, and it now it's looking to shake down to sub-50 maybe. So that's good if it doesn't get banned immediately after its release. <laughs> like people yeah. seem to think. I don't know. I don't know if that, that it will get banned. But also um, Cavernous Souls, Force of Negation, Green Sun Zenith, Consecrated Sphinx. Those are pretty excited that they kind of go down in price. Especially Cavernous Souls and Force of Negation because you're looking at, you know, Cavernous Souls is also a $100 plus card. Force of Negation is about $70 or $80. So that makes it more affordable for modern type of decks to play this. Like I haven't built the Cascading decks yet because I don't want us to pay for Force of Negation. Um, I haven't built Amulet Titan for Modern because I don't want to pay for Caverns of Souls. If you can get them cheaper, that'll be good. Sick. Okay, well, I'm going to give you a rundown of mine. Surprisingly enough, this uh, set reprinted a lot of uh, cards that are really nice for Commander. Yeah, So, but they but in the Battle for Baldur's Gate set, they didn't print a lot of cards that would be nice for y- Commander. Yeah, we should talk about that. <laughs> what? <laughs> a- after... After I tell you what my picks are. Sure. So it's not to uh, steer off into a rant. Anyways, uh, Imperial Seal. Uh, this card was basically only printed in Portal Three Kingdoms. It's like crazy expensive. It's also basically Vampire Tutor, Vampiric Tutor. Uh, so now it's, you can have two Vampiric Tutors in your Black Commander deck if you want. Because you get... Pick up Imperial Seal for less than seventeen hundred dollars, yeah. which is what it was. I was gonna, for. I was gonna point out you could have before, but you would have been yeah, paying an arm yeah. and a leg for that card. Yeah, and you're still like, gonna pay an arm and a leg for this card. It'll just be just you know, an, well, sub, maybe just an arm, not not yeah. both. 
sub seventeen hundred dollars. And then um, we have also uh, Aminatu the Fate Shifter, which was printed in was it the Commander sets for two thousand and seventeen, two thousand eighteen, something like that. It's a planeswalker that can be your commander. It's pretty fun to play with. Um, I play with the uh, the precon came in all the time. It's real fun to play with. And then another uh, big one that people were really stoked about is uh, Teferi's Protection, which again was only released in a uh, commander precon set. So it was in uh, the Strixhaven archives. Oh well, yeah. That too. Do those really count though? They're like lottery cards. Yeah, I mean you get one in each pack. You know. Yeah, I agree though. They're not typically on air, man. That I don't. I don't think that they really the Strixhaven archives really affected the prices of cards. No, because those those are always more. And nobody bought Strixhaven ones. Yeah. Dockside extortionist. Did I mention this one already? If you didn't, everybody else on the internet did. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's real stoked about this one. This also gets my pick for most flavorful card of uh, the set because of the flavor text, which reads, it's just business. Like, everybody's been complaining Wizards will not reprint this card for, like, ever since printed it in the one commander set it was in, and then everybody's like, print it again, print it again, and then they finally do, and this, like... Is just business. Like <laughs> so it's this, meta, this, meta flavor. Meta flavor. It's like it's only in here because you guys won't shut up about it. <laughs> so very cool. Um, the only uh, non-commander card that I thought was worth mentioning as a reprint from this set is Monastery Swift Spear because it got rarity downshifted to common is great for popper so now it wasn't available to be used in popper oh no and now it is there's gonna be some powerful popper decks with this card it's some pretty rad rad card i think it's a good addition to mono red popper or maybe is it popper like is it popper deck they also reduced the rarity on mentor of the meek down to uncommon which i think is somewhat interesting because that card i think that card is sneaky good I used to use it a lot. Dude, I certainly don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody plays that card, I'm like, instant kill. Yeah. So you got to get that off. Yeah, it's a good card, and uh, the rarity downshift's cool. So I like downshifting rarities. I think they're notable when they happen. Yep. Um, definitely so those a are commander my card for Mentor of the Meek. There's a, not that it matters for this particular paper only set but there's a historic deck that uses mentor of the week oh really yeah nice um i i face off against it from time to time anyhow you guys have anything to, else to say about double masters um now's your chance to complain about the uh lack of modern relevant printings ben i mean that's basically all <laughs> I just don't understand why they would release a commander-specific, like a new Commander Legends set, and not print your things like your tutors and your other things. Like, why wasn't Imperial Seal printed in the Baldur's Gate set? Yeah, like, or... Or, uh, or 
dark side extortionist. Yeah, especially dark right side extortion, extortionist. Right there, got a dock known for extorting people. This, it fits in there perfectly. I, I think and they that, didn't do it. I mean, Wizards obviously knows that Commander is the most popular format. Um, yeah, but I, I want to just make sure I. As a consumer who isn't really into Commander, I would like to be confident that Wizards got my back for Modern and things like that. Because they've said, well, we want to make Modern more affordable. But then they print like 75% of the set for really focused for Commander. And then very few Modern staples in a double master set. That's kind of... What's a pack of uh, Commander Legends Spotter Skate going for? Six or seven dollars. Six or seven dollars. Uh, what's a pack of this Double Master set going to go 20 for? 20-something? Typically. Yeah, that's why. Oh, they, I know. They, they, I know that's why. They move in packs, <laughs> man. They want they want Commander players to buy packs to get the Commander card that they want. Buy singles, people. <laughs> that's my advice. Well, if you don't, if nobody buys packs, then the single prices go up because oh, there's less somebody's buying packs, man. I don't know who, but you know, it ain't me. <laughs> it's not me. I well, take that back. I do buy packs from time to time. I don't buy a bunch of them because I play mostly digital. Anyways, I know, uh, and I don't think I'm gonna buy. Like at the beginning, I was like, yeah, I'll buy this double master set. I don't think I'm gonna buy any packs for it. I think I'll just get the. There's not enough for me in this yeah. to to warrant buying it. There's no point in buying so a box buy of this just to get Ren and Six. Right. Having her sold. Especially when a box is like 300 plus dollars. Yeah, for real. Like To get four, like maybe one, maybe two, $50 Ren and Six. No, I'll just buy the singles. No, there's like literally like one or two cards in this that I would want for various commander decks that I or my kids have, and that's about it. So I'm definitely not buying any packs of this. I guess we can move on to the next uh, chunk of spoilers, and that is the Alchemy Baldur's Gate set that's digital only, releasing on Arena. Do you want to just do... You talk about a card like we usually do. Well, we're let's... do a lightning round. Yeah, well, let's talk about what the set actually is. So there's some new cards straight up new cards but some of them are from the battle for Baldur's gate commander legends that they're porting into alchemy to give historic players or you know i guess just alchemy in general players the ability to have some of those cards Mm -hmm. which i think is all right and then they have new cards with new mechanics do we want to talk about the mechanics first maybe so that when we talk about the cards it's easier all right, so specializes a new mechanic on your card that you you play the card and you can specialize by paying mana and discarding a color or land type of your choice, and you can change that card to the new card with some new effects. So that's very confusing. That's what the website says. But in a nutshell, there's the, you play the card, and then there's five different versions of uh, the specialized that pertains one to each color that would be spliced onto the card in a way by specializing. So if you're a black card, then you splice, you discard a red card and it gets the red ability on top of the card already. So, or blue, you can choose whatever. Did that do it justice? 
Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think in um, essence what this is is a six-sided card. Just to, I think, possibly clarify something also. When I looked up the rules, it did say that the land needs to be a basic land. So you probably... Oh, not a not a basic land type? Not, it, just says, it says basic land. Oof. Ooh, they did not explain that very well in their article they released. <laughs> Anyways, that kind of limits this that's, ability. Yeah, we thought it was a lot better. Uh, yeah, because if you could just start card at Shockland that has basic land types, then you can pick one or the other. Now, I mean, depending on where the rules check, I guess. Well, yeah, like something like Besaidu has set the precedence of saying basic land type. So if it says basic land, it means just basic land. Well, basic land is a type. Forest is a subtype, and snow is a super type. Yes. That's how it works. So yeah, when Besaidu says uh, basic land type, then that means that that means forest, mountain, plains, even if it's not a basic land. It's the type. Mm. It looks for the type, not the super type. I don't know how that works. It doesn't look for basic. It looks for... Forest, mountain, plains, swamp. Forest, mountain, plains. Island. Island. No, okay. It looks like it will... Basic. On their actual website, it says basic land types of the discarded card. Okay, so you could discard a shop land. Yeah. And Excellent. So... Go ahead and, and explain. Triumph. Oh, that's uh, that's more excellent. Ooh. Actually, yeah, because then you could uh, flash into colors you don't even have in your deck to get the... Uh, yeah, instead of running your <laughs> mono black deck, then you can put some shocks in there also so you can discard and get those effects. Yeah, turn the uh, specialized cards into more of toolbox creatures. That Correct. Do what you need to do when you need them to do it instead of just being like one card, one kind of effect. That's pretty cool. I think a lot of uh, a lot of people liked the meme on the six sided aspect of it, uh, which is fun. I, I I do like the meme, but this seems like it's a pretty good mechanic when you just look at it on what it does mechanically. Yeah, as usual, anything that's going to give me more options, I'm going to like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, because say say you're running a mono black deck, but you have watery graves and blood crypts in there. So that you can, when you go to play your specialize, you can discard. You can play it as a land if you need to, but you can also just discard it to get the blue or discard it to get the red based on what you need at that specific time. Yeah. So that, that sounds like it could be powerful. I haven't really dug much into, like, it's something you have to play with to see if it'd be worth doing all that. But because mm-hmm. they're limited to very specific cards that have this ability. So does this mean that you're going to uh, start playing alchemy to figure out if this is a good mechanic or not? Mm. I still enjoy alchemy. Depends on how many... Because this uh, Viconia that they're giving as an example is an uncommon rarity. So if they're all like that, maybe. So they did say they were going to downshift rarities. Well, they said they were going to provide more at uncommon. Yeah, that's what I mean. I have a bone to pick with the gates. Because in paper, they're. Um, I, I understand that technically the same card, you got card names and stuff, but they're kind of the same card. And they upshifted them. And uh, in the Baldur's Gate paper, said it's, uh, they were common. And in the Alchemy set, they're uncommon. Do we have a specialized card we wanted to talk about in specific? I have one in mind. 
All right, let's do it. Uh, so to go over the specialized, uh, looking at a card in my picks, I have Will Packed. Or sorry, Will Packed Bound Duelist. Uh, for five, he's four four, two red and three colorless. Uh, when he enters the battlefield, you gain control of target artifact or creature an opponent controls with mana value four or less until the end of your next turn. So you're taking control of one of your opponent's things and then his specialize. Uh, when he specializes, every one of his, um, when he specializes triggers is based on sacrificing another artifact or creature. So you get one of your opponent's creatures for casting him, you sacrifice it when you specialize him. Uh, mm. in order to yeah nice now can you specialize at any time or you like you play it and then you specialize it after it's on the board or you specialize as you cast i it's kind of unclear well it's it's an activated ability right so you could because it's specialized pay two is it a extra cost well is it because it doesn't have the kicker or is it not no it's not like kicker you can do it uh at any time well, That's good. You play them. I just don't. I, I haven't seen them mention anything about the speed at which you can do it, which leads me to believe it should be instant, instant. speed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was my understanding. I would say if, if unless it's you can do it at any time, instant speed. This mechanic is not good. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, th- I believe that that would be how it is. Because why else would you? Why? Why would you play it otherwise? Why does it have to be as an instant? Well, no, I'm sorry. Like, it's not an additional casting cost to cast. You play it, but you can play it at the next turn or whatever, because otherwise that card you're talking about to specialize is going to cost you seven mana. Right. No, you can specialize your next turn. That's why it's important that Will gets control of the artifact or creature that he gets until the end of your next turn so that you can can cast and survive, take control of it, and then sacrifice it the next turn. Yeah, attack with it, then sack it before it dies or... After it does damage, yeah, that's cool. And so, yeah, each one of his specializes. So if you specialize into red, get Will the Blade Pact. It says when he when he specializes, you sacrifice another creature or artifact. If you do, untap Will the Blade Pact. And after this main phase, there's an additional combat phase. Nice. Does it have different things based on yes. what color? Yes, it does. So if you specialize into white, uh, again, you sacrifice another creature artifact. If you do, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. If its mana value is four or greater, you sacrifice it at the beginning of your next end step. Hmm. But even if it's four or greater, you still get two turns out of it. Yeah. Hmm. So this is why I didn't pick the special a specialist card. I didn't read all the <laughs> all the faces. Uh, yeah, if you specialize into, into blue, you can sacrifice another artifact or creature. If you do, you return an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Snappy. If you specialize into green, again, sacrifice creature artifact. Will the Fae Pack perpetually gets plus three, plus three, and gains trample. And I think black may be my favorite one. When when this creature specializes, you sacrifice another creature or artifact. If you do, draw three cards unless your opponent pays five life. Oh, nice. Sick. That is actually really cool for black card draw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it should be noted that if you blink this card, it reflips to first face, and then you can respecialize in something else. Correct? Looks to be that way. Um, cards retain their special specialization when changing zones. 
Uh-oh. Oh, balls. Yeah. So once you've set it, it's like that. And right. unless you draw another card. Alchemy's weird. Another copy of the card, and then you can play it again and place it into something else. Mm-hmm. Because the names change when you... All right, the next okay. mechanic that they're introducing in this is something called Double Team. When a creature with Double Team attacks, if it is not a token creature, you can conjure a duplicate of the original into your hand, and then both of the cards lose the Double Team ability. I just think this is kind of neat. You're doing... Get, you know, getting extra copies of the card. Uh, what was the name of the Conquistador that you could search for copies when you play it? Uh, from Ixalan? I don't know that one, it, but Legion Angel is, is, has uh, this effect. It is Legion Conquistador, actually. So um, it's kind of like that, but better because you don't actually have to search your library and you can do it a bunch of times and and it's not using those resources because like yeah. for example legion angel you go get them from your sideboard basically mm-hmm. and then so you're not taking up sideboard slots to use this double yep. team or you're not taking up you know you're not going and getting the four other or the three other copies out of your library mm-hmm. that would be mm-hmm use later you're just making additional ones so ma- yeah, that one's maximum just, of four with double team it'd be maximum of eight get extra cards that's always cool right and uh you build around this i think it'd be worth it the card that i picked to showcase double team is called tiefling outcast it's uh it costs red one red pip a creature tiefling peasant it's a one one it has double team and other Demons, devils, imps, and tieflings you control get plus one, plus zero. So this is a good buff card. Yeah, for one red. And then next turn you, like, turn one drop, one red, one one, well, two one. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a one one. But the second time Mm -hmm. you get the copy, you play the copy, second turn. Mm -hmm. Now you got two two ones. For two mana, yes. Yeah. Seems pretty good. Because they'll buff each other yeah and then if you build around it and do demons and imps demons devils and imps i think you could uh do something cool tribally with the double team mechanic yeah even even without the try like if your deck isn't tribal i think it's this particular card is still a good card for like a red aggro yeah but even better if you can pull off those weird creature types yeah i think i might look into that kind of interesting I mean, there's oh, a pretty no. decent amount of stuff that makes that stuff now because a lot of the Jun stuff is is like that. And uh, you're gonna make me what's cash in some wild cards for Avi. What's his face makes him? Can never remember yeah. his name. Tybalt. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Obnixilus. He qualifies. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were being coy. You're like, what's his name? I can't remember his name. <laughs> and and this. This specific alchemy set does have a lot of demon devils, tieflings, and imps. Yeah. Looks like uh, Moderator Dave's buying alchemy. I know. They've got me uh, four cards in on gold, probably, <laughs> on uh, rare. All right. The last, um, the last mechanic that they're introducing, it says a new to Magic the Gathering Arena mechanic, I think, was Boone, was Boone previously printed. It says it's not exclusive to Alchemy Horizons Baldur's Gate set. Boon is a way to represent delayed triggers similar to an emblem, but once they trigger, they disappear. So the example they get is arcane archery. When you cast your next creature spell, that creature enters the battlefield with an additional 1-1 counter 
reach counter and trample counter on it. And then once that's used, mm. it goes away. Uh, so Boon is introduced in Alchemy Horizons Boulder Gate. It is not a previous mechanic. Okay. So they're, they're just saying that they're going to maybe use it later, too. It won't be exclusive to this set. Cool. So do we have a card to showcase this? Is that the one that you just read? Uh, yes. Cool, cool, that, cool. That is well, what the boon I'll... was that they give the example. Okay. I have another card that I'd like to talk about because it is Chaos Balor. Um, we talked about the paper version of this card when we Commander Legends paper set. And I, I guess I wanted to talk about it because I want to talk about how different it is compared to the paper card just because I thought it was interesting. The paper card is Balor, three red red. It's got flying, and then it's a 5-5. Five, five, and it has, whenever Balor attacks or dies, choose one or more. Each mode must target a different player. And then you have target opponent draws three cards, then discards three cards at random. Target opponent sacrifices a non-token artifact, and Balor deals damage to a target opponent equal to the number of cards in their hand. This is the existing paper card from the Commander Legend set. And then we have the Alchemy card, which is three red red. It's a flying demon. It is now a four five, and it has whenever Chaos Balor, which is its new name, attacks or dies, choose two. Each mode must target a different player. And then you have target player discards all cards in their hand, then seeks that many non-land card. The second mode is Chaos Balor deals two damage to target player, and they create two treasure tokens. Third mode is Chaos Balor deals two damage to each creature target player controls. Those creatures perpetually get plus two plus two. So uh, I thought this was interesting because, uh, you know, the other one was obviously designed commander and this is obviously designed for a digital client that you can only play one-on-one so yeah it is two players total it is kind of weird okay so the thing that i thought was interesting is that the arena client you can only play against one other player as opposed to commander where you can have you know four is the the preferred number so when they redid this card, they had to tweak it to account for that and provide options for targeting yourself. So they have to have some upside instead of being all, you know, downside. So that you get stuff like the deal two damage to each creature, target player controls, those creatures perpetually get plus two plus zero so that you get, you know, some upside. So I thought it was an interesting version of the card. Yeah. I like that it, it says choose to, not up to two. And so no matter what, you have to pick something to target yourself with. So what would you prefer to get hit with? Yeah. No, that was a question. That I mean, I with. would probably almost always hit myself with the first one. Okay. What about you, Ben? Mm, I guess it just depends on the situation, but... The draw, well, it's seeking the cards, but yeah. Seek, okay. Um, I don't know. I like pumping my creatures. Yeah, because Seek is going to give me some hand sculpting. I'm going to get mm-hmm. what I want out of it. and I guess the the Seek 
first option is probably the smartest play in a vacuum. Yeah. Like, unless I needed the mana to cast something bigger. Or if you have your combo pieces in your hand already and you don't need to sculpt, then... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I like the third option. Deal two damage to each creature target player controls. Those creatures perpetually get plus two, plus zero. I, I think that's kind of neat. I like that option, too. Um, I just not sure that it's always in my best interest, I guess. Yeah. Which one would you hit your opponent with? Like in a vacuum? Two, which has the least downsize? Two damage, uh, two treasure tokens is what I would pick. You give them two treasure tokens? I, what else are you going to do? You're going to let them see cards out of their deck? Or you're going to let all their creatures get plus two, plus oh? Unless um, it kills them. If the, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. But that was yeah. the other thing I In was going to say, is that is the one option that does damage to the player, meaning get Chaos Valor having flying, most likely getting through anyway, is going to get do six damage, right. opposed to four. And I think the two treasure tokens is probably the option you want to go with. If two damage mm. to each creature is going to wipe their board, of course I'm going to pick that. Right. But, uh, In a vacuum, you just out. default second option. Yeah, I think second option. If you can wipe with the third option, that would be good. But yeah, I think this is a pretty cool card. I might like the alchemy version better than the other one, to be honest. It makes things interesting. So I can talk about uh, a couple of the cards that I, I think are cool from this alchemy set. If I start playing alchemy... Um, probably my first rule of order would be to figure out how to use gates in historic uh, and make it like a really good de- gate deck. There's a card called Follow the Tracks. Costs one green to colorless sorcery. Conjure a card of your choice from the following or from the Follow the Tracks spellbook onto the battlefield. And it gives you the spellbook is basically one of each of the five gates, colored gates from the set. So with these this gate synergy that they're adding, plus you have a more consistent way to go find the gates, things like that, I'm sure you could probably toolbox a working gate set. Um, for those of you who don't know, the gates were from, I think, Ravnica, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. And then Original, there are spells yeah. that care how many gates you have, so it might deal X damage based on how many gates you have. Um, and What's the green one gate? The ram that gets plus two plus two for every gate you have in play. Sounds about That'd right. That'd be a good one. Um, and then these these plains gates, the island gates, the ones they got on this set, uh, you can pay mana and seek a non-land card um, by tapping the land. If you can do that once, so not only mm-hmm. are you th- this is making the gates more consistent. I think this is probably designed to allow maybe for a historic gate deck that is competitive i think that that's probably what i would do if i if i dabble in alchemy yeah i would probably like to put together a historic gates deck using these cards yeah it's gonna it's gonna allow the gate because i think the the issue with the gates is it wasn't very consistent Um, yeah and this is this is adding consistency to gates Mm -hmm. so you could probably do something with them yep uh you can discard these to uh specialize as well yeah i think it's neat yeah i don't have any more any more cards, so let's just go over your cards. Okay, and so the next one I have is, I'm going to try to butcher this name, Oya Minaratak Polar Werebear. It's two green and two colorless. When in, uh, He's a legendary creature giant bear, 4-5. He has hexproof if it hasn't dealt damage yet. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you create a food token. You can pay one blue to sacrifice a food coat token to draft a card from the spellbook. 
when his his spell book or the bear's spell book. When you do add three blue mana, spend this mana only to cast blue creature spells. And then the spell book consists of a bunch of uh, blue creature spells that do various different things. Some of them, Sick. basically, you can just cast with that three to get you out of a bad spot, give you some defenders. Other ones are higher cost that the three blue mana will help you ramp into something like a voracious mm-hmm. great shark or... Yeah, check out that mm, list online. Got, I'm not going to go over them all, but it just seems cool that you you can attack with this polar bear and then throw a creature down <laughs> that's uh-huh. going to help you based on any think, situation. Yeah, I think the uh, X-proof caveat that it has here is pretty neat uh, as far as digital-only use of mechanics goes. Yeah, they could. Yeah. That would be like next to impossible to track in paper accurately. Nah, they could. They could do a hexproof counter, and if it deals damage, remove the counter in paper. They could do uh, this. Yeah, and then what? Give it back to him at the end of each turn? No, because it's this one is just permanently. I believe it has hexproof if it hasn't dealt damage yet. So once it deals damage, it would mm, lose hexproof true. for the rest of the time it's on the board, right? Yeah, that's the way it reads to me. Oh, I must have misread it. But then you can get craziness with the hexproof counters, like in paper. Yeah, and yeah. you can double them and uh, double season. I've got two. I'm double hexproof. A couple of cards off of this spell list that I think are cool is Nessa Hall, Primal Tide. That was a really cool card from Ixalan, Elder Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Nessa Hall, Primal Tide. It's five blue blue legendary creature, Elder Dinosaur. This spell can't be countered. You have no maximum hand size. Whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, draw a card and discard three cards. Exile, Nizal, Primal Tide, return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. I mean, this is a really hard card to deal with once it's on the the battlefield. Yeah, and it's a 7-7. Yep. That's... So... (laughs) I'd be looking to get this bad boy. Yeah, because essentially uh, the the polar bear cost four. So next turn you'd have five mana plus the three. Mm-hmm. Then you just pay the one, sacrifice the food. Now you can cast this. Yeah. I think that I'm going to go ahead and declare this this card the most flavorful card of the set because it's it's he's fishing. Yeah. Yeah, obviously he's fishing. Art, There's a bunch and of then, <laughs> sea people. Yeah. And is, no, no, no. Is no, the look. flavor better than or worse than the flavor of Halo? Better. Because, well, no, he's fishing, and then you get a food token, and then you sacrifice it, and all the cards in his spellbook are fish. Yeah. Well, you sacrifice the food because you're using the food as bait, and then you find a fish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 freaking sick. It is, it is actually really cool. And it's to note, it will have hex proof. If you have another way to make food tokens, this thing will perpetually have... Fe- uh, Hexproof, because like, you don't have to deal damage to do the sacrifice of food, then draft a card. So this will just yeah, sit there, um, hexproof. Like shove a couple cats in an oven. Yeah, uh, make some food tokens. Yep. I kind of want to like rework that. Wait, oven. What, what are you saying about hexproof? If it hasn't dealt damage, it has hexproof. You don't have to to use its ability. You don't um, have to deal damage. I see. If you never attack, with yeah. It. Yeah, if you never deal damage with it, it will perpetually have hexproof. So if you have a golden goose, this will go uh, in that free combo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This 
definitely there has to be a place in that deck for this card. Well, because the three blue mana, you don't even need blue in the deck. The three blue mana it gives no. you will pay for anything that you can. Nothing has three blue pips, so anything you can draft, it will pay for it. So, yeah, this is this is made for I really that like deck. this card. It really is. They're going to make me go for rarity or rares into alchemy again for this for a play set of this card man yep they got gotcha. you they're getting me man getting me. i will say that i'm more excited seeing what they're doing in this set like when i heard about it i was like oh okay come on more alchemy stuff but i am actually yeah. after i've looked at it the new stuff they've added mm-hmm. it's very interesting when we when we started doing going over the spoilers for the show in this set i was like guess we can spend some time crapping on alchemy some more <laughs> It'll be fine. And then it's like, actually, these are kind of cool. Yeah, I got a couple of so, things that I want to look at, you know, adding that yeah. to the food deck, making the gate deck. Yeah, I could, I can mess with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of excited a little, a little bit. We might all be alchemy heads here by, <laughs> by the end of the year. I mean, if you're going to have a digital format, why not take advantage of it? Like, I still... Makes sense to me. Not too shabby. So do we have any other cards up that we want to talk about or are we done? I'm good. Uh... Yeah, I guess. I mean, I have Tasha on my list because I think she's really good. Yeah. I, Tell us about um, Tasha, Dave. As I have said multiple times before, any time that I can win with my opponent's cards, I like to do so. Um, this is an exact copy of the paper card. Or does it have different abilities? Obviously, minus the it can be your commander clause because it's not on there. I didn't realize that she had a paper card, but that's what happens when you don't play paper for a really long time. I don't think this is the same card. Is it not? Let me look it up. That's why I was asking. She just had one released in the last... Because the other one was called the Witch Queen. Uh, Then it's not... And she did... The Witch Queen. Nope, it's different. She drew cards and stuff and spells stuff. So so this Tasha is one black, one blue, two colors. Starts with four loyalty for an additional... Or plus one loyalty... Till your next turn, whenever a creature attacks you or Tasha, put a negative one, negative one counter on that creature. I think that's a good defensive plus one. Yep. uh, To help keep her alive, to de-incentivize attacks, to control the board. The negative two target opponent puts a creature card of their choice from their graveyard onto the battlefield under your control, and that creature gains ward two. Yes. Yes, you're given a creature evasion. Your units, you're using your opponent's stuff against them, especially if they only have good, good stuff in their graveyard. Like if all they have is bad options. Yes. Within the negative six, target opponent reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal three creature cards. Put those cards into the battlefield under your control. That player puts the rest into their graveyard. I really like the the minus six because. Depending on what deck you're playing with, you could you could mill them for a whole ton of like if you're playing blue red control where there's really barely any creatures, you could mill their whole deck into their graveyard. Ooh, that's rough, buddy. Okay, um, th- I want to point something out because this is why I was confused when I saw this card. The art on the alchemy card is the exact same art from the completely different Baldur's Gate card. Is it? Yes, it is. It is the same. Word. Yes. And then also, that's a bad choice. They did that. It is. They really should have commissioned different art. That's the same, and why uh, this is the same for the gate cards too. 
so the alchemy gate cards which are technically mechanically different cards than the paper gate cards different names and everything same art this yeah that's gonna and get confusing th- that's confusing that's why i made my comment about the rarity it's like it's for why just i know i know that those cards don't art. exist in that form in arena but for somebody if somebody plays both paper and arena it's gonna get super yeah, confusing exactly like and there, that's a, a lot of those people a lot of people play both i play both you know they should really it's fix that a little, little frustrating not how much they pay artists but i'm pretty sure they can afford it best year three years in a row for its revenue mm-hmm. i think we've covered all the cards we want to talk about yes yep. yep why don't you tell everyone where they can find us ben you can find us at now. you can find us on twitter at mpgpod you can find me on twitter at be nice mpg where can they find you moderator dave uh, they can find me on Twitter at Dave MPG. Is it underscore MPG or? Why would you ask me such crazy questions? I think it's Dave MPG. I don't remember. I know I followed you. I don't remember either. What's my? Not you can make me. If you can't find them, look for both. What's my Twitter handle? You can also send us uh, your favorite alchemy cards from the new upcoming set in an email at show at magicprovinggrounds.com it's uh dave underscore mpg i never tweet myself i was gonna say i thought it was i just wanted to be correct about that yeah so now you can find him and uh i don't think we've mentioned this on the podcast at all despite having been pretty consistently putting the podcast on youtube for the last half the time the the podcast is run but we have a youtube channel we release the podcast there. Yeah. If, um, if you'd prefer to listen to it on YouTube, you can find it there at... What's our YouTube channel? Proving Grounds? Well, just search for Magic Proving Grounds. Yep. And you'll find us. Uh, you'll see. If you know the podcast art because you're listening to this, it's the same art on there, so you'll just see it. We're very easy to find if you, if you YouTube us. And follow us on Twitter. We'll tweet a link out there, too. Yes, we certainly will. So, I guess that's a wrap, folks. See you around. How's it going? sounding demon. I was trying to go uh, sexy vampire demon. Nice. Mm. Nice. I think you succeeded. <laughs> Good. Uh, this other time I found like uh, some shrimp fried rice in, in, the, in the garbage and you know shrimp fry really good rice. I have to say shrimp. How did shrimp fry them rice? I don't know. Talented. Shrimp fry some of the best rice. It's kind of wild. You don't <laughs> yeah. say that. You've never heard the shrimp fried rice, me. No. Does the shrimp have a chef's hat? Is there a shrimp that is photoshopped to look like Gordon Ramsay? No. Um, That's what I need in my life. <laughs> I'm on it.